Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We start a new week. Week six concludes tonight. The NFL, of course, here in Los Angeles. Right now, you've got the Dallas Cowboys, a bit of a crossroads for that offense and that team in particular. Obviously, it's pretty tight around here at VEASAN, which is Cowboy headquarters. However, the market really hasn't necessarily disrespected them. You've got a rested Chargers team that's getting healthy, and they're catching a point and a half with Dallas laying it on the road here in Los Angeles, right down the road from me at SoFi. It's one and a half. You got a big total here, 50 and a half. Could be a shootout. Could be a game. That's very entertaining as we look to conclude week six, Monday night. Of course, you've got baseball postseason wise. The NLCS is going to take prime time tonight with game one D-backs Phillies coming up 507. My time first pitch. So you East Coast 807, the Rangers Astros, a great game yesterday. Really, really well pitched game with the starters there. Rangers Astros, the Rangers, a 2-0 win yesterday. So they get going here. Here, what boys about an hour and a half with first pitch so we'll have the cap on those two games coming up as we say hi and welcome you in a new week the theme today is parody and injuries as we're just six weeks in but it is starting to be a battlefield you know part in the pun out there as far as the nfl is concerned we say hi i'm patrick maher of course amal shaw dustin sweetelson nice to have the big guy back while Certainly, Wyatt during the commercials was illuminating with the Wyatt show. It's nice to see you, Dustin Sweetelson. How are you doing? I can't wait to die alone, Patrick. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, before I say hi to them all, what does this mean you're going to die alone? I just, you know, I came back from my vacation over the summer and I complained about having to babysit my best friend's kids and then my niece and nephew. And then I just spent a weekend with my parents in two parts uh, for the realization I can't wait to die alone. One. I really enjoy the peace and quiet of living alone. I know a week ago on the show, I said that I was most likely to have grandkids of our, us three. I think now I'm last on the list because I can't stand hearing the noise of other people speak for too long. And then secondly, watching my parents who've been married for like 40 years, 45 years, something like that. And the things they have to deal with from the other person and their personality and their traits can't do it, won't do it. I'm going to die alone. And I'm going to be very happy and peaceful <laughs> doing it. Okay, so you don't like your parents? Good way to start a week. Amal yeah. Shaw, who does like his parents, are great people hanging out in the Sunshine State. Amal Shaw, who day? The Bengals, that is the Sharp Money team. That was your play of the week, and they do end up covering against the Seahawks. How are we feeling today, Amal? Welcome. Thank you. Feeling pretty good, but I'll tell you what, Patrick, had the wrong cap on that one. It was fortunate Geno Smith was at the helm uh, at the controls for the Seattle Seahawks. Any other quarterback probably would have won that. Joe Burrow is not right. I know we're going to get into a lot of these games and in our like love and load segments. Uh, but I'll tell you what, my big takeaway from this weekend is holy cow, do a lot of head coaches, the National Football League and the college football need help in game management. I cannot believe these idiots are being paid eight to 10 to 12 million dollars and don't have a damn clue of what's going on in time scoring situation. Nick Sirianni, where the hell are you? Stand the hell up. You are the at the top of that list. Mario Cristobal, he said, hold my beer. Here I come. 
<laughs> yes, he, uh, it was an interesting weekend from the head coaching position from Saturday on into Sunday yesterday. I would totally agree with you. Uh, an interesting head coaching matchup tonight, as you say that with Mike McCarthy and Brandon <laughs> Staley. The Buster Bowl. Big, I, just, I just thought about that, as you said it, but we've got the Donk Bowl tonight at SoFi with those two. My man, McCarthy, wants to run the football like it's 1985. No explosive plays. And then, you know, your boy Brandon Staley. I just hope he's got to make a decision with about 30 <laughs> seconds to go at the end of this game so we can come here tomorrow and just clown that kid because uh, I would agree with you there. We've got like, love, loathe coming up, boys. RJ Choppy, 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Looking forward to talking to RJ, who's going to join. We'll kind of go inside what the Cowboys fans are thinking as we head into this matchup tonight on Monday Night Football. Lorenzo Neal, the former Chargers fullback is going to join as well. So looking forward to that. I mentioned our Monday staple, like, love, and loathe boys. But I'm all I mentioned, you know, kind of the theme coming into week six or as we close out week six, be careful out there. First off, no more undefeated teams. The 49ers as nine and a half point favorites fall to PJ Walker and the Browns. You know, a 41-yard field goal missed by the kid. It looked like he was going to miss it when he was lining up if we're being fair. But the Browns' defense was better. I mean, if we're just being, you know, a lot of penalties, sloppy play from the 49ers, they go down in the Eagles. My goodness, Jalen Hurts was gross, terrible pick late, three picks overall in that matchup against the Jets. We move on with no undefeated teams heading into Week 7. Uh, I'll tell you what, missed opportunity for the San Francisco 49ers. A couple of crucial injuries. Debo goes down about eight plays into the game with a shoulder situation. Uh, he's going to get an MRI today. And then, of course, CMC with an oblique issue. That's a big concern from a 49er perspective. But, Patrick, you're absolutely right. I thought the Browns' defense was absolutely elite. On the flip side, if you're San Francisco, once you seize the lead, you can't get beat by P.J. Walker and this team. Uh, I didn't have a problem, and I know Dean Blandino during the game said he didn't think it was a penalty on the Gibson hit uh, on the receiver. I, I thought in live action, I thought that was the call, that was the correct call. But regardless, I thought San Francisco missed an opportunity in this game to move to 6-0. and And both from a Philly and a San Francisco standpoint, both teams really missed an opportunity to create a little separation between themselves and Detroit. I think it's going to be crucial as we get down the stretch where the records are because you don't want to have to go on the road and you want to play that one last game. But lots to pay attention to. Crucial injury, as you alluded to, with uh, Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles. So critical injuries to pay attention for both teams as we continue to move forward. Yep, injuries he nailed it. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, all San Francisco, David Montgomery, the Lions, uh, Damian Harris, the Bills running back, the quarterbacks are really fascinating. Garoppolo, uh, he went to the hospital yesterday. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields with the thumb, Ryan Tannehill. We'll get to, my goodness, Malik Willis. They just <laughs> took another sack. That dude has no pocket awareness whatsoever. We can talk about it. Sean Watson, of course, quarterback, misses start, Daniel Jones misses start. We'll get into what happened with the Bills hosting the Giants. But the parody, 32 teams, nine or three and three. You've got a two and two Chargers team, a three and two Cowboys team, big guys. So six more, either three and two or two and three. Half the league right now sitting 500. You call it parody? You call it competition? It is what it is. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you noticed, though, there's one team in the NFC North that is five and one tied with the likes of now the Niners and tied with the Eagles and the Chiefs and these perennial powers plus the Dolphins. And that would be the Detroit Lions are at the top of the list there, Patrick. They're in the mix. Did you just stutter? Did you (laughs) just stutter? Who'd you say? The Detroit Lions. Do you prefer Detroit or Detroit? I mean, what's, what's funny, first off, it's not Detroit. For, for what's funny, Amal and Dustin, our friend who's probably watching right now, Ardene, she, she grew up her whole entire life a huge uh, New England Patriot fans. So she texts me yesterday. She goes, can you please explain to me what it's like being a fan of a great football team? I'm like, yeah, the last two decades that you just spent with the Patriots. Maybe you could illuminate me exactly what it's like, because we just I I don't know. We just beat a bad Tampa Bay team in Detroit, but Detroit and they'll be part of my like, love and loathe coming up. My like, love and loathe loathe has a theme today, boys. It's going to be concessions that I'm going to make. And certainly I thought Detroit. You know, picking up whether it's home or road, five and one, tied with the best record in the NFL, sitting here on October 16th of all, feels pretty good. 
It feels pretty good. It feels better than good. I mean, think about this. They're the one team that handed the Kansas City Chiefs the single loss that they've had this year on the road in Arrowhead. Arguably the best win of the season so far. Maybe you can make an argument for something else. But in my mind, that's the best one. By the way, one thing I'm glad you stated. You said it's Detroit instead of Detroit. I have to tell you, I never called it Detroit until I got here. And then you hang out at Circa or D and all these people are from Michigan. And I hear some people saying Detroit. And I'm like, all of a sudden, was there a name change that occurred in the last five years that I missed the first 40-something years of my life? I'm so glad you put that stipulation in there. Mispronunciations at the casino. I can't believe you got into that in between your conversation just about Nietzsche and portfolio (laughs) diversification. It's not where we go for grammar lessons. Certainly there at the D, big guy. Well, New Orleans is another one. New Orleans or New Orleans. People, I think it's old people, the same old people who say Detroit, say New Orleans, but... It's obviously New Orleans, but to your point about the parity in the league, Patrick, I think even the best teams in the league this year, they've got issues and there's ways to be exploited. I think things have opened up a little bit. There are a few more teams in the mix for the Super Bowl than there were maybe two or three weeks ago in my Don't eyes. you guys think, don't you, don't you both feel like coming out of the weekend, just so happy that we got 40 to one on the Bengals? Because again, San Francisco is going to be just fine if they get healthy. They're the class of the NFL right now, but they just lost against an XFL quarterback, Philadelphia, by the way, looked disgusting. And they've looked Jersey. They Jalen hurts. Is it, can we start to have a conversation? Yes. I know it's like disrespectful. Can we talk about that pick under two minutes to go when you're icing a game? Well, like I'm all there. We can quietly have a conversation about hurts because he's been, he's got seven picks on the season. I tell you what, it's going to be longer than that. I, I, you know, the first interception wasn't his fault. It was a great hit across the middle. And then Quinton Williams makes a fantastic play uh, on the interception. But you're absolutely right. There's a lot to get into with that Phillies breakdown. Guys, right now, for my money, I have to change it. I'd go San Francisco 1, Detroit 2, and then Philadelphia. But I'm going to say this. It's going to sound strange to you guys. I think the injuries to CMC and Debo Samuel is a benefit to the 49ers. If these guys miss three to four weeks or four to six weeks, you are going to get a, two of the healthier running backs and that are the most violent runners in the National Football League as you go down the stretch. Imagine they don't have to take that punishment over four to five weeks. I think that's a benefit for this 49ers team. That was interesting. You know what? That's what we're going to come back and talk about the uh, the undefeateds no more. And we'll talk about the 49ers losing to the Browns. So much to unpack there. I've got plenty of great sound from Shanahan and Brock Purdy. Um, Salah, we we should have the Jets defense. And you just mentioned it with the Williams brothers. My goodness, were they great? Because Zach Wilson didn't do anything to hurt the team, but he is garbage. <laughs> And it was just, we've got plenty from uh, the Jets head coach. And of course, we talked about a conversation I think that needs to be had when it comes to Jalen Hurts. We'll get to the undefeateds no longer as we return. And then like, love, loathe. And of course, our plays on Monday Night Football tonight with Cowboys at the Chargers. Just getting started. Sharp money. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we've got all four major sports in action, and there's no better time of the year to be a sports better. This is pretty cool. We've got the Sports Equinox special going on right now. Uh, I like this. Sign up now and get full VSIN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120, including the daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all of our exclusive betting content for Major League Baseball in the postseason, of course, college football, the rest of the NFL, March Madness. We've got our guide coming out here in just a bit as far as college basketball, the NBA, NHL, regular seasons, and, of course, the NFL draft. Don't miss this limited time opportunity. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to sign up now it's the sports equinox get involved with the special for 120 bucks i'm all shaw dustin sweetelson there at the d downtown las vegas fremont street i'm patrick maher live from los angeles where just a few miles down the road tonight sofi it's a great uh, either of you been to sofi i have not i have not have you big guy have you been to sofi i don't leave my house that much Yes, we learned we learned at the beginning of the show. It, it's gorgeous. It, it's that you know, right around the same time, it's a couple more billion dollars than Allegiant Stadium. So I'd put based on scale, I put Allegiant Stadium as the better stadium just because it just costs so much less. But it's pretty cool. Like it's an outdoor. You know, speaking of which, I think they're going to close the dome again for game two, Rangers Astros, which matters with that total. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. But it's kind of weird. It's interesting. It's L.A., so it's very unique. And it's an outdoor stadium that has a roof because the concourses are open. It's very L.A. It's very California. It's a gorgeous stadium. And tonight, the Cowboys laying a point and a half. The total is 50. Plenty to do. I've got a couple of props and uh, a thought uh, on that one. I'm sure you two do as well. It's a fun matchup to say the least. So we'll get to that coming up in just a bit. But we were talking about the undefeated. So let's do that. Let's go ahead and start with a team. Can you guys, if either of you have it, Dustin, you probably have it right there in front of you. What did DraftKings, who went down the three and a half to one last week after the 49ers dusted the Cowboys? So again, the market's very reactionary. You're going to have an adjustment after the 49ers lose to the Browns. What's the adjusted number now as far as the championship? Uh, Back up to four to one at DraftKings. uh, Shortest shot on the board uh, right in front of the Chiefs at five to one. Okay. Not a terrible overreaction. We'll get to some sound from, of course, the head coach Shanahan, Fred Warner, and others. But Amal, we we could just start talking about it. McCaffrey and Debo, you know, they lost the two key players for a big chunk of this game. I I thought Purdy was the first. It's the first time I saw him indecisive and mostly inaccurate. I guess that's what I would say. And it's against a great Browns team. Jim Schwartz, who did a good job as the Lions head coach, uh, has just taken this defense to another level. Of course, Jake Moody missed the first two field goals of the season, including the 41 yard attempt that came with six seconds left in the game. But just the standout here, Amal, was the Browns defense against, you know, the 49er defense that is so loaded with talent. But that Browns defense is ridiculous. Well, you're absolutely right. When you look at it, they give up 108 yards on the ground and 107 passing to give up only 215 to this offense is incredible. And think about it, a lot of it came on that Brandon IU catch and run late in that football mm-hmm. game. So Brown's defense doing a tremendous job of really getting after it. Miles Garrett got tremendous praise from Trent Williams after the game. 
you know, he said this guy's a future Hall of Famer, and I think he's right on that. And coming from a guy like Williams, that obviously says a lot. But more importantly to me, you need those mistakes to occur if you're the Browns with P.J. Walker at the helm to be able to beat a team like San Francisco. You referenced the two missed field goals. That was crucial. Moody, I'll be honest with you. If you guys remember in Michigan, this guy had a cannon of a leg. Anything inside basically the 40-yard line, they're going to be within range to be able to attempt to kick. Whether he's going to make it or not is a different story. But you need those breaks to go your way. There was a late dropped interception. You know, we talked about bad coaching at the top. Kevin Stefanski, I didn't understand the decision to run a P.J. Walker out on second down and 10 and then throw the ball, especially when you've got three Niners defenders around one receiver. They were very fortunate to even get that ball back. But I, I think those things came their way. They were fortunate. But you mentioned Jim Schwartz. And I want to go back to him. This is a guy who went to Georgetown. It's an economics degree. Tells you his intelligence. But nobody, Patrick, when we talk about elite defensive coordinators, his name doesn't seem to pop up and it surprises me. This Browns team has got some talent. You look at Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Newsom on the other side. There's some playmakers there. But this is an elite defense. And if Deshaun Watson were healthy along with uh, Nick Chubb, I think this team would have been a legitimate threat in the AFC. Yeah, you said it about Schwartz. I, I think a bit of a combative personality. You guys will remember when he was the Lions coach at the 50-yard line there, kind of fighting with Jim Harbaugh, who was coaching the 49ers at the time. He does have a combative personality. I think he'll get another head coaching job. He's a very bright guy. You mentioned it. Georgetown, uh, you know, there's he, he, he did a good job with the Lions and then started to lose the locker room a little bit. I think most of the time, as you get a little older, you, you learn from those mistakes. We're going to hear from Shanahan. A great job. P.J. Walker, we mentioned. Amari Cooper was very good. Jerome Ford was very good, close to five yards per carry. You know, Dustin Hopkins with the game winner. Big guy, you want to set up Shanahan here after the game? Yeah, a quick note. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's now 1-9 versus Jim, and Schwartz, Jim Schwartz lifetime. Uh, his teams are averaging just 15, seven points per game against Schwartz defenses. They've only reached 20 points one time in those 10 matchups. So Jim Schwartz has Kyle Shanahan's number. If I was looking for a new head coach in the NFC West, I would be hiring Jim Schwartz. That would be my game plan because he seems to figure something out. This was just Shanahan last night reacting to the loss at Cleveland. Then thinking it was going to be a grimy game like it was. Um... <laughs> But it's, you know, we would have felt really good initially, like coming in if, if we made that on the last play. But my message to them was regardless of whether we hit that or not, um, there's a lot of stuff from this game that we got to improve on. Uh, I thought we made way too many mistakes on offense, you know, just losing a couple guys in the game. We had to switch a couple guys around and um, we weren't quite ready for that, um, which starts with me with too many mistakes. And um, this is our first time having to come in after a loss in a long time. And it's time to get back in, go to work and make sure we come back next week stronger. That was remarkably, you know, his nickname is Sunshine. That was remarkably upbeat for a guy that is perpetually sad. I, I Just love, always sad. I love what you said because I was sitting there thinking, I was going to make the analogy, he is the kind of guy that would win the Powerball and then complain that he's got to pay taxes, right? Like he's not happy that he won it and he's got to pay the taxes. I was so surprised by his disposition in that post-game interview. That is shocking. Well, I mean, he's like a mad scientist, right? And he hasn't been able to tinker with things because things are going too well. Now he gets to go, all right, guys, we have problems and I'm going to be the hero and fix everything that went wrong. It's like, it's like my neighbor who constantly complains living in California that it's always sunny outside. <laughs> Newsflash, bruh. Like that just comes down to intelligence. Do you know where you are? Latitude and longitudinally? Shut up. Um, Fred Warner had this to say after the game. Now you want to set this up. He is a great linebacker. And you know, that is... Are, are those the two? Those are the two best defenses on the planet right now, right, boys? Who else would we put close to 49ers and the Browns? In well, Cle in the same conversation. Maybe Cleveland's, the Eagles. Yeah, I, Cleveland's I, number one, though. So they've allowed just 1,002 yards through five games this year. Uh, fewest any teams given up to the first five games over 50 years. I mean, this is a historic defense. Is that who would we put three? I, Eagles? Well, yeah, but I think there's a point of separation between those two teams. Yep. I, I think Hargrave going to San Francisco negates Philadelphia's defense a little bit. Don't disagree. Let's hear from Fred Warner, the linebacker there with the 49ers. The main thing is that, you know, I think 
they earned it and we did this game. That's what it came down to. I would never put it on Moody at the end there to say, you know, it's great that we had an, an opportunity to win that, you know, in that fashion, but it just didn't, we didn't earn it. They earned it today. Um, I said that win or loss, I felt like we needed this game. We knew what type of game it was going to be in order for us to be the team that we want to be moving forward. We had to get battled. We need to get battle tested. That's exactly what today was. We learned from it, watch the tape, um, look at it hard internally and, and be better from it. All right, so looking ahead, just speaking ahead at Monday night, the 23rd, San Francisco travels to Minnesota, picked up a win in Chicago. You guys want to take a stab at the number if you haven't looked already? Which one is this? Uh, San Francisco, the 49ers at the Vikings on Monday night football. I'm going to say Niners uh, three and a half or four. Uh, You you want to take a stab? Six, six, six. I'm going to amend six. Sorry. I was going to say five, so we'll go five. Okay, most shops, well, DraftKings is showing six and a half, but we do have sevens. So it's going to toggle between six and a half and seven. We'll kind of keep an eye on it as uh, the week progresses. Uh, But that is the answer there. TBD on the quarterback situation with Cleveland, they head to Indianapolis. Same question. Either of you want to take a stab? Cleveland, Indy, obviously a lot to be figured out here as far as the quarterback situation. I I saw this number. Uh, Cleveland... Without a quarterback, plus two? The way Minshew performed, to be fair, Indy without a quarterback coming up as well. But at (laughs) home. The the three picks. Uh, The Browns laying two on the road. You got a total. That's going to be lit. 39. So looking forward. Anything else? Go ahead, please. Real quick, the Fred Warner comment. This guy's already the best linebacker in football. Is he not the best teammate? I, I love what he said there. Browns won the game. They took ownership of it. We're not putting it on Moody. We had an opportunity. It didn't work out. I, that is a guy you win championships around. That was awesome. I, I love to have a player like that on a team that I would root for. Uh, he came across impressive to me as well. Not overly impressive. Jalen Hurts. I, fascinated to get you guys' take on this game because the Jets, the Jets were just like, here, Philly, you can have it. It's yours. <laughs> and Philly's like, nah, we're cool. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Monday Night Football tonight, Dallas at the Chargers here in Los Angeles. So far, one and a half with the Cowboys laying it. 50 and a half on the total as we welcome you back. Of course, you've got Major League Baseball with the postseason about an hour from now. First pitch, ALCS, so NLCS primetime tonight. We say hi on a Monday. Here on Sharp Money, I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. So we're talking about the undefeateds going down, fellas. The NFC-wise, of course, the 49ers fall to the Browns. And then the Eagles falling to the Jets. I'm all and I were having the conversation. The asinine play calling late because... The Jets were going to do nothing offensively with about 40, 45 seconds to go coming back the length of the field down two. Let me just set this up and then we'll run with it. We've got we'll set you up for both the Eagles and the Jets next week as well. We've got sound from Sala and the crew, but the Jets didn't do anything offensively, boys. Let's start there. The only touchdown was and I thought smartly the Eagles allowed them to score. So they had plenty of time to come back and attempt to score coming back the other way. Anybody arguing the other way. The only dumb thing was that they, they didn't go down at the one yard line that being the jets. However, we can talk about that coming up in just a bit, but really this came down to the four takeaways and a jets defense. That is legit. They only scored 10 points off the takeaways, but it ended up being enough against a frustrated Eagles offense that, their final seven possessions, they did nothing with them all. And, you know, Zach Wilson, here's what he didn't do. He didn't turn the ball over, but every opportunity they had, he got sacked. He was sacked five times. They couldn't move the football against the Eagles. This is, this is going to piss the Eagles off moving forward because, like I said, going to break, the Jets are like, here, go ahead, take it. It's yours. It's yours to have. And the Eagles, you should be better than this. Like, that was a horrific performance. And the play calling aside, you're 100% right. Throwing the football there late was an asinine call because they were never going to drive the length of the field, they being the Jets. But Hurts was bad in the game. The one throw 
where he shows, I, I think you both know exactly what I'm talking about. The rainbow he threw where he dropped it in the bucket um, on the left sideline there was incredible. It, that deep shot was incredible uh, to A.J. Brown. Other than that, the three picks, it's not great, Amal. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I was looking at uh, his statistics. When you look at Jalen Hurts, a little bit surprising. Already six, I'm sorry, seven interceptions this year. And remember, last year, he only had six the entire season. So a real change in terms of the performance. Now, the one, it was a fantastic play by Quentin Williams. But other than that, these were on him. And, Patrick, I have to get into this Nick Sirianni call. It's third down and eight. We're at the two-minute warning. You set it up perfectly. You're going to punt the ball. Even if you get zero yards, you lose a yard or two, no problem. You punt the football. You're in a great position. You said it. You're going to have to make Zach Wilson drive 50 to 60 yards against you to get in field goal range for Legatron, uh, Greg Zerline. Uh, Yes, he does have a strong leg and he's very capable. But that play started at the Philadelphia 46-yard line, guys. So let's assume for a second you just lose a yard. Okay, you're going to have about a minute 56 after the play ends, assuming it goes quickly. You take 39 seconds off the play clock. You call a timeout. There's a minute 17 left in the game. You punt the football. By the time it gets down inside the 20-yard line, worst case scenario, it's at the 20-yard line, but probably realistically with how efficient these punters are and the line of scrimmage being the 45, that ball is probably going to be inside the 20. So now you're looking at a scenario with, I don't know, minute five maybe left, maybe minute seven. You've got to go 67 seconds, and you've got to go about 65 to 70 yards with Zach Wilson. You're taking your chance on that every day of your life and with no timeouts. Guys, I can't believe the decision. I thought it was a criminal decision for him to make to, to throw the football, and then, of course, the interception. And on top of it, all you have to do is run it. I, I know Swift didn't have a phenomenal game or anything, but, man— I bet you run it, you take your chance, you punt the football. I just don't understand it for the life of me, guys. I thought he cost them an opportunity to be in uh, first place in the NFC by themselves with a win with the 49ers coming off a loss that day. And specifically with the way Hertz was throwing the football, yeah. it, to put him in that spot, I it none of it made any sense. Wilson wasn't doing anything, as you mentioned, with the football. The Jets' offense was anemic. The defense was great. It was a very good spirited performance. The Quint, the Williams brothers are freaking awesome. Uh, big guy, we're going to set up. I think you're going to start with Sirianni here. Uh, Sala, Robert Sala. Okay, uh, go for it. He gets uh, pretty confident when speaking about his defense and their performance against the Eagles yesterday. Uh, per the usual, uh, outstanding. Um, you know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And... Um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. And uh, just really, really proud of, of the defense and its resolve. Uh, thought Brick and the staff had a, an excellent game plan. Down three corners, four of our six corners. Um, I thought our D-line was good in terms of keeping that uh, kid in the pocket. He's a handful. Hurts, their, their O-line, the receivers. Thought our guys battled all the way through. Uh, embarrassed? Every opposing quarterback's a bit of a stretch, but he he's done a good job. I, I was down on him. Uh, the emotion and Rogers going down, you know, four plays into the season. Do you guys see, see Rogers kind of throwing the football around? What kind of surgery did he have? Is he going to be ready to go in week eight? It was a special <laughs> surgery. I was people were posting some diagrams on the interwebs last night about how he had a different form. Also, he's listening to Dolphins Mate. Apparently, it helps the healing process uh, on Instagram. Mm. So he's doing a lot of new age things. And uh, look, he can't have things go too well when he's gone if not the attention is off of him, which is why he was warming up yesterday. Oh, by the way, we talked about third best defense in the league. This team is in that conversation defensively. I think you're right. They they held the Eagles to what, 14 points Points, and four takeaways. Like that is... Well, it's pretty good. You know why? Because it's a it's it's a it's an offense. I think as a defense, if you're the Jets, it's probably so frustrating. It's three and out, three and out, three and out offensively, and you know the expectations aren't there for the offense. I mean, Zach Wilson was look, he's not very good, but <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys see anything differently. He's obviously he's got arm talent, quote unquote, but he's just not he's not a big time player, nor will he be. I, I agree with you completely. A couple things when you look at this team, and this is where the frustration comes in if you're the New York Jets, a fan, or if you're on that Jets defense. They lose to the Patriots 15-10, a safety late to make it that number. That's a football game they should have won, just like last year when they held the Patriots in check. When you t- if I told you before the game, 
Kansas City is going to score 23 points, but they're only going to score six points over the final three quarters. You're thinking the Jets are winning that game every week. And for this team to not be sitting at 5-1, and one, it's really on the offense and their failures. This team is at 3-3, three and three, two games behind the Dolphins. They've got a head-to-head victory over the uh, Buffalo Bills. This team is probably in better shape than people realize. They could potentially get Rodgers back, and if they get him back in December, I think they're a threat as long as they're on that cusp of getting into the postseason. They get in with this defense, Brees Hall running the football. You've got an absolute number one in Garrett Wilson, and if Rodgers comes back and can be effective, he doesn't have to be great. He just needs to make a few throws. I think this defense, guys, is right there with the Browns and the 49ers with efficient play calling, not turning the football over, and then playing the way they did yesterday. They can beat anybody. Any, by the way, Miami at Philly Sunday night coming up. That's a great matchup. Yep. Anything else that I'm missing here as far as sound coming out of the Jets win against the Eagles here, big guy? Uh, we can hear from Garrett Wilson, who also praised the defense, kind of knowing that there are limitations, as you guys just discussed, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're a special group. Um, to be able to step yeah, up you know. on the perimeter. Jermaine, uh, to be able to step up on the perimeter like they did, you know, next man up mentality and, and hold one of the best offenses for the last two years to what they did, um, hold some of those receivers from making big plays. You know, A.J. Brown, a great player, he's going to get his. Devontae Smith, a great player, he's going to get his. But to do what they did, keep him out the end zone in that second half, man, it was, um, I mean, it's so valuable. You know, we're still trying to figure it out on offense, but but when when you have a, you know, a defense like that, you're going to be in games. And, and we had an opportunity to, to end the game right there. We did our job. So, you know, it feels good this week, for sure. It's a good quote from your Buckeye there, Amal Shaw, because he's got to be so bitter. When you're that talented and your numbers, Hall of Fame-wise, and just in the field, like when you turn around and look back on your career, he's going to be like, dude, it's Zach Wilson. <laughs> Seriously. Like, in the first year, it was... It, it was a disaster. He had a thousand yards last year with those stiffs. Yeah, like... It, like that's really what it comes out like Justin Jefferson is like as much as people want to hate on cousins yeah. you know what cousins does <laughs> numbers 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 here catchable ball catchable ball uh but you know give Salah give that coaching staff some credit kind of hanging in there and having an opportunity to win and obviously opportunistic with the takeaways I, I gotta tell you this is a confidence builder first of all I love this statement I, I love that he praised the defense and he said look we've got some work to do on the offensive end while we find, get our footing but if this team just can kind of navigate a little bit, they played a hard portion of their schedule, played the Chiefs, played the Cowboys, already played the Bills once, the Eagles. Now you've got a bye, and then you're at the Giants, which is a pseudo home game anyway, right? No travel there. So this is a team that, in essence, has been, is going to be in New York for almost uh, a month plus because they played the Broncos on October 8th. They don't have a road game until they play the Raiders in Las Vegas on uh, Sunday, the 12th of November. They're in a great position with the Giants, the Chargers, and Raiders on deck to win three in a row, get to six and three, and then go to Orchard Park and have a back-to-back -back game against Buffalo and Miami. By the way, that was the Jets' first ever win against the Eagles. I remember, uh, yeah, they said that on the broadcast, yeah. I think one Yeah, they said that, and I had to take a, I had to like, yeah. didn't that make you guys be like, wait, ever? And yeah, that's what I started thinking about. Over for like, 13. Oh. I guess that does make sense. Uh, when we return, we've got like, love, loathe coming up. But when we return, a uh, question for you two. Are the Bills any good? Let's talk about it. <laughs> There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code SHARP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We welcome you back here, Sharp Money. Monday Night Football tonight here in Los Angeles. Chargers off a bye hosting the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to that game uh, coming up in just a bit. We've got plenty to do. We've got first pitch in about mm, 50 minutes as far as the ALCS, which we'll discuss. 14 minutes from now, RJ Choppy, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Looking forward to talking to RJ. Lorenzo Neal, the former Chargers Cowboy, uh, fullback, is going to join us as well. So we have that game covered up and down. So, you know, a tease that would piss some people in Western New York off and me asking the question, are the Buffalo Bills any good? They're four and two. Obviously, after last night, the winner, uh, they should be 14 to nine over the Giants. They should be three and three. We'll get into the game. I'll just say this. Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw there at the Dion Patrick Maher. It Ben, ben McAdoo won 11 games in his inaugural season as the Giants head coach. I bring that up because Brian Dayball had a great, a successful year in year one. But are we sure that you have something with this head coach? And I'll say this. Uh, remember, guys, I got on him for undressing Daniel Jones on the sideline. Whatever happened with Tyrod Taylor at the end of the first half and running the football and not getting points, which was so crucial because the Bills didn't score until the fourth quarter. The idea that he's going demonstratively nuts on the quarterback, like that's coaching, dude. I'm sorry. This is another week where you're freaking out at your quarterback when it's like the preparation leading up to the game should have the quarterback prepared not to botch it to, to make an example of the player that's going to get old really quickly in that locker room. I'm sorry. Dayball and his squatty ass. Those players are eventually going to get very frustrated with the head coach. And so are the fans, the giants after a very successful inaugural season from Dayball are one in five and had every opportunity to win that football game of all in Western New York last night. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And look, to me, I don't know if it was an audible by Tyrod Taylor, what the situation was, but there was, I think, 14 seconds remaining when that play was snapped. Might have been 12. I, I can't remember exactly, but either way, you should have been able to get in three plays. That's two incompletions and then a potential field goal or even a third down play because you're at the one yard line. A huge missed opportunity there. I will say one thing. I don't like to overreact on a coach if they have one bad season or if they have one great season. And you're right. Brian Dayball may not be the guy that the Giants think he is. Uh, when I look at this team, they played well defensively. The offensive line did a decent job here. They had some opportunities in this football game, but to lose twice by not scoring a single point at the one-yard line on two different opportunities and occasions, that to me is part of it is coaching right there. That's one you can't squander away. And then, uh, Patrick, to your point you brought up, guys, I get Josh Allen's got great talent to a certain extent in terms of making plays, improvising with his legs, arm strength, all those things. 
But somebody needs to tell this guy, hey, the goal of the quarterback, and uh, Aaron Rodgers said it best when he was talking about C.J. Stroud. He goes, if you don't turn the ball over, that's job security. And that's what this guy doesn't do. I mean, 66 career interceptions. He's just a guy that has a tendency to make plays that are unnecessary at times. And then can we call out uh, Sean McDermott for the decision late in the game? We talked about Zach Wilson having to go the distance. How the hell are you going to throw the ball on third down and eight? When you see Tyrod Taylor, Mr. Five-Yard Outstanding, on the other side of that sideline, down, needing a field goal to potentially win the game, or I'm sorry, needing a touchdown to win the game, and you decide we're going to go for only a field goal from 53 yards, that could still put us in a situation where we're tied. Punt the football, let your defense play on that side of the ball, and let him take every five yard out he wants. And the Bills, they survive. You mentioned, Allen, the offense was gross. It just was. Wink Martindale, we understand that he confuses you with the defense and the blitzes, but a lost fumble, an interception by Josh Allen, they kind of survived the big guy because of their defense and the two goal line stands on the one yard line at the end of each half. Right. Going in with the giant. But you guys mentioned it. Tyrod Taylor, donk, whatever he was thinking, if he audibled into a run there, why is that even an option? Shouldn't be like Dayball. What are you doing? That is it has nothing to do with the quarterback. It has everything to do with bad coaching. I'm sorry. I disagree with you there for this reason. Taylor's been around long enough that he's got to know they have only three pass plays, right? I mean, a first down, second down, and potentially third down. But I get your point on Dayball. That's one that's got to be coached up. Time scoring situation. I, I don't have a problem. It, it falls to me on both guys. No, see, I, but I, why is Dayball? Why is Dayball always just absolutely stunned that his team <laughs> is making like? Do you yeah, eventually yeah, that's that's it fair. adds up to? <laughs> yes, you're dude, right, dude. This isn't that alarming. This is a consistency with your team and sloppiness. I think if it was Daniel Jones at quarterback and he makes that mistake, I put it on Daniel Jones because Tyrod Taylor is the backup because he doesn't get a ton of action that matters when he comes to the game. It's very rarely a close game where where each play he makes could impact whether they win or lose. I think because it's the backup, it goes more to Dayball and the coaching and the overemphasis of situations and what they're supposed to do in that spot. You can't allow that to happen and walk away with no points. I, I hear both of your points, and I think you both make valid ones. I would just argue this. All of us sitting on our couches and everybody else, whether in upstate New York or wherever else that we're watching the game, would sit there and say, you cannot under any circumstance run the football there because it's a feast or famine play, right? Either you get in the end zone or if you don't, you lose three points as well. You have to put yourself in a situation where you're either going to get a touchdown pass or we're going to get a second down play. Yeah, uh, bigger picture, uh, what Patrick's pointing out, though, to me, there are issues with this Brian Dayball Oh, he's 100% right about that. There's no question. Think about last year. They won a lot of close games, a lot of one-score games, a lot of scores by one, two, six, up to eight. They were very, very close to being the opposite of what they were, which was a team we thought was making a jump. This year, all the issues we saw under Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, and Ben McAdoo are all back. No offense. Bad offensive line. They don't stretch the field. No big plays. And the defense gives up big plays. It's all the same stuff over and over again for the Giants right now. I tend to agree with what I'm all saying. And this was probably just a boneheaded play by the quarterback and Tyrod Taylor. But if enough of these add up, you have to start looking at the coaches. Uh, That's I, all I'm saying. Like, you're a thousand just, percent they can't right. always be perplexed. No. You know, <laughs> Dayball can't always just be like, it's not on, like, you know, his team can't always just happen to make boneheaded plays because then it comes down to coaching and your message isn't getting across. Like, there are no more, like, that was a beatable Bills team. The Jacksonville oh. Jaguars just embarrassed them, okay? You, that, that's not a moral victory for a one-in-five Giants team. You had every, you were inside the 20 five times and didn't score a touchdown. You do something. And this Kafka, this offensive play caller that I heard is a genius that the Chiefs were afraid to let go. Are you kidding me? His offense is constantly stale. I, to me, they're stuck in neutral. I, I, I don't There's get players it. on the outside. I... Well, here's the not problem. Creative they're, enough. Yeah, exactly. It's not, That's what I'm saying. They're not. They're not involving offense. them at all. I don't know. I listen. I feel bad for Dustin being a Giants fan. Like, it's one thing if you think the team lacks talent. I don't think the Giants have great talent, but I think they have talent that's competitive, that can play with people, but they just don't put themselves in that position. And it, that's very frustrating. And you're right about Dayball, right? Like, 
to me, it's, I mean, I hate to sit there and say, and I know, Patrick, you're going to think it's an anti-Belichick rant. It's not meant to be. But these guys that come from this tree, Bill O'Brien, Dayball, all these guys, they think like getting mad at the players that absolves them of any liability of what they're doing wrong. And I think that's completely yeah. wrong. I think your point is well made. When you look at this, and these same errors are made constantly by the same team, at some point in time, that falls at the feet of the coach. And you're absolutely right in that situation. You know, because the college basketball poll came out today in Kansas is number one. The one thing I always love about Bill Self, I always say he's a phony guy that gets angry. He's such a happy-go-lucky guy when he gets mad at players. It's like for a, he like he yells at him. He's like, come on, buddy. Get back out there and make a good play. He's a positive, upbeat guy. Brian Dayball looks like he wants to be angry on purpose. Well, and I don't think Dayball got that angry when he was a coordinator, when he was super successful and Josh Allen was an MVP candidate. Yeah. But as the leader of the entire franchise now, we're seeing the frustration like play out right in front of us on camera. But I think he likes to be the player's coach that everyone likes and everyone. He's got a good, fun, gregarious personality. It's not coming across right now. He's super miserable on the sidelines at the press conference. This is a totally different Brian Dable. And here's the thing about the Bills. Starting to feel a little stale. Ben here. This is another year. Uh, kind of another year of Stefan Diggs being a, just unhappy. McDermott. I don't know. Got, got, I, I could be talking out my, bo my, my booty right now. But no, no, no. I, I, just kind of starting to feel a little stale. This is a stale four and two. Lost to Zach Taylor in the playoffs last year. Everyone crushes Zach Taylor, but Sean McDermott lost to him. I thought the Miami loss to Georgia Tech ruined the Miami program and the embarrassment that the Bengals put on the Bills in Orchard Park last year. I felt like that sent the McDermott program downhill. <laughs> and, and by the way, Diggs seems fun, doesn't he? Oh, my gosh. What a pain. When we come back, RJ Choppy, we're going to get into Monday Night Football. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.